the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. I don't have to show you how to stinking This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> uh, Jim Acosta over at CNN is butthurt, folks. I can hardly wait to share with you <laughs> what's going on. Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. I am happy you've tuned in. Some victories for the Trump administration. Some victories for liberty and religious freedom coming out of the Supreme Court. Uh, no word on retirements of certain Supreme Court justices, which would, would be the trifecta, in my opinion. Anywho, uh, welcome to the show today. Plenty of things to talk about. Call me up if you would be so inclined. The Blaze radio program can be reached at 888-900-3393. As a matter of fact, all programming here, not just the Salcedo Show, can be reached at that phone number. 888-900-3393. We are the antidote to the basket of bias press here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Catching the show live at theblaze.com slash radio. That's one venue for it. The Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio app. As a matter of fact, we're getting a lot more listening to the Chris Salcedo Show throughout various parts of the day on the iHeartRadio platform, which was kind of surprising to me. Uh, still, the Blaze uh, Radio smartphone app is the is the dominant source for the Chris Salcedo Show live in the blaze.com slash radio, at least according to the numbers as I understand them. That is running at a, a very close second. So uh, avail yourself of those platforms, if you will. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. This is what we use to chronicle and archive the Chris Salcedo Show and other fantastic programming here on the on the Blaze Radio Network. And then you can download it for leisure. And you can listen to it at your schedule, which is Makes it all worth it, really. Uh, all social media. Uh, you can go to chrissalcedo.com. You can find us on Twitter at chrissalcedo.tx. You can find us on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook. And, uh, oh, yeah, go to theblaze.com and the channels section. Uh, Lisa just sending out a tweet. Uh, and I, I'd have to, I have to... I mean, it just popped up on the screen. Equality is about giving everyone an equal chance, not about giving everyone an equal result. Very nice. Uh, Lisa says, at Chris Salcedo TX, thank you for your hard work. Lisa, it is our pleasure. It is a mission. So uh, we appreciate uh, your feedback and and how uh, this program, uh, praise God, actually resonates with y'all. So let let me give you guys... uh, but before we get into the flip around, hold on a second. Let me just look at the monitor here and see what they're talking about. Uh, they're talking about travel ban. Ah, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, I, they, they're moving on. Let me, let me do the, the flip around really quickly, and then we'll get to the butthurt Jim Acosta from CNN, from the leader of the basket of bias. We'll start off with MSNBS today. Some of these weeks don't uh, bear much legislative fruit. I take them very seriously. I did like a whole thing on infrastructure week, and then I did a whole yeah. thing on workforce development week. I enjoy them. I enjoy these weeks. Of they're, and they're, I 
Donald, let me just say this. I know you're trying to get me off your air, but, uh, you know, th these, these are priorities for the White House. Yeah. And so they do want to talk about them. Yeah. There is work being done behind the scenes in some of these areas. Yeah. But you look at, for example, Infrastructure Week. That was a bill that was sort of already put together right. uh, in Congress that was. You hear the MSNBS host. Yeah, right, right. Don't care. Yeah, don't. Positive for America. Yeah, don't care. Let's talk Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, I have. I have polling data on this, folks, that MSNBS, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, that all of their delusion and their obsession with the, with the Trump-Russia thing is starting to backfire. And it's backfiring hugely, not only on their ratings, but also public perception is that there's no there there. And, and I will... It is a Harvard poll. It was conducted by a Democrat, and it's bipartisan. The majority of Americans are saying, you guys have been beating up on Trump for over a year with this. And the best you, can, you all can come up with is no ev evidence of collusion and no obstruction. There's no way, because common sense tells you there can't be obstruction here. You fire James Comey, that doesn't stop the investigation. The American people are smarter than these people in the basket of bias think they are. Uh, let's go over to Fox. Good afternoon, thank you. Thank you for having me. Not as uh, dramatic an effect to be had this time. Can you explain to our viewers why? Well, it's a mixed bag. The Supreme Court sort of did a little Solomonic justice, fashioned this remedy on the travel ban that says, if you have a bona fide relationship, a family relationship, or a relationship with an institution like an employer or university, then the ban can't be applied to you. Now, that division of the effect applies both to immigrants and refugees. This is the temporary travel ban, which has been reinstated by the Supreme Court until a full hearing will happen in October. So it is... Most parts of the travel ban have been reinstituted. The AP calls it a Trump victory, and it is uh, to a large degree. But look, uh, this this has always been his his decision to make as as commander in chief of this country. Uh, national security is his department, and the president of the United States has an awful lot of latitude. It has always been his call, and it took going all the way up to the Supreme Court to get it affirmed. Now, this is going to be in place for the next four four months. All all Trump needed was 90 days and 120 days, which is three months, to get this, to basically put a halt on, uh, on, on the uh, importation of folks from six majority Muslim countries. This is not a Muslim ban, because for it to be a Muslim ban, it would have to affect every single majority Muslim country, and it doesn't. Only these terrorist hotbeds. And don't forget, there are, well, there are six terrorist hotbeds, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist headquarters, and there are 40, what was it, 42, 43 majority Muslim countries not affected. So anybody with half a brain cell knows this wasn't a Muslim ban. And that these people, these lower court judges, had to bend themselves into pretzels. To, to, and they had to go back to, uh, to Trump's campaign rhetoric to justify they're putting a hold on this ban because, hey, if it's a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist who wants to get into the United States, they have no better friend than a lot of these uh, Obama appointees in the lower courts.
And that's what happened. That's the truth. These individuals said, well, I know what the order says, but I'm not going to go off of that like, like the rule compels me or the, the rule of law compels me to. I'm going to go back on what Trump said on the campaign trail because I know this man's soul. It, it's, it, it strained credibility. So it goes up to the Supreme Court and they do the right thing. So for the most part, it's on. And by the time they take it up in October, the full, the full court takes it up again, it'll all be a moot point. The, the, the travel ban will stop, or the, the travel ban will happen for the next 90 to 120 days. They are going to put extreme vetting in place, and by the time the full hearing happens, it'll be over, and the only reason why you want the ruling to come down is to reaffirm that the president has the right and future presidents have the right to make this determination to make sure there is a definitive ruling so these lower court judges uh, can't thumb their nose at the rule of law because they're left-wing extremists any longer. Now, uh, CNN is in a commercial break. I, I don't want to claim credit for this. But they are in a commercial break a lot sooner than they normally do. And I, perhaps they've gotten word of the flip around. And they have... <laughs> I know this is rather, this is rather uh, presumptuous on my part, but hey, stranger things have happened to where they can't be part of the flip around, which I'm okay with because they are the subject of what was going on over at uh, Fox News Channel a little bit earlier in the day. This is Julie Banderas and Shannon Bream discussing CNN's freakout over the press b- briefings being audio only. Listen to this. I want to move forward now to the White House press secretary. Uh, the press briefings that are going to be audio only, it seems, uh, more recently. First of all, the press obviously is making a much bigger deal out of this than I believe the American public feels about mm-hmm. it. Um, should the American public be dissuaded? Should they feel as if the, the press secretary or the White House is sort of hiding behind something? Hiding behind something? Wait a minute. There, there's print still there audio is still there they're still getting the same questions there's just no video component why why would there be any hiding the information is there gee but you know what these youtube moments these viral videos that so many of these i'm making air quotes with my fingers journalists used to prop up their ratings and prop up their own personal standing among left-wing constituencies those are no longer permitted. Now, we here on talk radio, we have just the audio component. We're not put out in this in the least. And you know what? To be, to be honest, I don't see Fox News or, to their credit, MSNBS complaining that much. It's the leader of the basket of bias, CNN, who seems to be caterwauling. No video. We don't have any video. What are you hiding? Well, I'm not hiding anything. I'm here to talk to print. I'm here to talk to, to radio and audio. You, and you can ask me any question you want to, Jim Acosta. And by the way, he does. But here's Shannon Bream's take. I think as long as they're making themselves available to have conversations with reporters and take head-on questions, which mm-hmm. they're doing, it's just in a different way. And my suspicion, many of us uh, believe that what this is all about is taking away those viral moments from some of these media outlets who just want to have a fight with Sean Spicer. And then, Yep, I think that's it. I, I've got more on this on the other side of the break, folks, because uh, Bill Clinton's former press secretary is weighing in on this. Bill Clinton now. He's the one who started this whole live press briefing phenomenon. And he is, uh, well, he has quite a few things to say about that. Coming up, the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze.
Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Listen, dial, speak. 888 9333 now, he says, every reporter asks the same type of question just so they can get the clip of themselves being tough on the press secretary. It all becomes just a show. And Jim Acosta has taken this, has taken this to a new art form. All these cutaways and uh, making sure Jim gets plenty of Jim on CNN. I've got some evidence that he is really butthurt over this coming Coming in a minute. But back to Julie Banderas and uh, and Shannon Brame discussing the fact that the press briefings are there. And, and again, I think that this is this is retaliatory. I don't I don't think I'm talking out of school by saying it's retaliation against what Mike McCurry is talking about. That these members of the basket of biased press make it about themselves. I'm tough on this. Uh, I'm tough on this. Uh press secretary who speaks for the president and all you left-wingers love me because I'm just, you know, nothing is designed to get to the truth. Nothing is designed to get some facts on the table. It's all designed for viral videos to prop up ratings. So um, let's uh, get back to Julie Banderas and Shannon Bream here. Play that clip over and over again because I've sat in the briefing room. You get an answer to a question. You've got the content, but maybe you don't have the moment right. that you want to put into your package or into your coverage. So you keep the combative tone going and you try to get something out of it. If you have the audio, listen, it's still going to be there because from what I understand, there's already been a dust up today between Jim Acosta and right. Sean Spicer. Yes, and, and, and you'll hear that here in a minute. But you understand what she's saying. Uh, when she says into your package, that's what, you know, those stories that are pre-recorded that a lot of these reporters file, they call them a package. And you want your story to have teeth, right? You want your story to be new and interesting. And so a lot of these White House correspondents, out of laziness, I would say, like to have these combative firework moments with the press secretary mostly in Republican administrations because they treat them with kid gloves during Democrat administrations. But it might make for entertainment, but it does very little to inform you about the issues that are being discussed. And it, it's like Jim Acosta last week we played for you. Well, didn't, didn't Trump say that was fake news? Didn't Trump say it was fake news? He's... He's looking for attention. Jim Acosta is kind of like Obama, looking for attention. Pay attention to me. Oh, I stuck it to Sean Spicer. Problem is, is that Jim Acosta's statements weren't even factually based. He seemed like a preschooler. He seemed uh, as if he were just trying to generate controversy. And that's not the job of legitimate 
journalists. That's not the job of legitimate reporters. It's so already getting repeated, we understand, and we're going to bring you portions of it. But already these reporters are, are just absolutely adamant that they must be on camera. The question is, do the reporters want to be on camera or mm -hmm. do they want Sean Spicer on camera? As you know, they always take those cutaways of the reporters asking mm -hmm. questions. I never quite understood the reason or the purpose behind that. Well, they love them some them. That's why the, a lot of these reporters do it. I think I made mention of this last week when I used to be in television news. Uh, there was there was a way to do a, a what they called a package or a story, and typically when you're doing in in local markets, and mine was Dallas Fort Worth, which was the fifth largest television is the fifth largest television market in the country. You can do a a piece that has you in the middle if you're a reporter, and typically you'll see a reporter out there and they're covering how hot the weather is and. Boy, it's so hot out here you could fry an egg on the on the pavement. And you and you see the reporter ha holding the microphone and then pointing down to an egg on the pavement. Ooh, I can't do whatever. Or you could just talk to the folks, let them write the story for you and let the story be the story and you take yourself out of it. That was how by and large I handled and unless unless I could add something like I, I remember one one time I was covering a storm that was hitting, and the best way to demonstrate how the storm was hitting was to be in it. And um, to this day, the folks around the newsroom still remember me saying, "The rain is coming down so hard, and the the wind is blowing so hard that the rain hurts on my face." And you can see, I mean, I was out there like all the other weather guys, or the these weather guys and some of these reporters in the middle of storms, and I was getting pummeled by the weather. That's part of the story. The weather was the story and its effect that it has on people. So I was useful, in my opinion, in, in that regard. But if I was just telling a, a, a normal story about, you know, whatever was on the... Because we had a, a guy that was big in the crime, a crime blotter stuff, which was kind of worthless reporting, in my view. But other stories, I would take myself out of it. But there are, there are reporters like Gemma Costa who love them some them. As evidence of what happened today at the press briefing, Jim Acosta again was not called on from CNN, but he injected himself in there because it was about him. Yeah. John, can you answer whether the president still believes the, the question? There's no camera on Jim. But maybe we should turn the cameras on, John. Why don't we turn the cameras on? Jen. Why don't we turn the cameras on? I'm sorry that you have to do Jen, go ahead. Why not turn the cameras on, Sean? They're in the room. The lights are on. <laughs> The, the, the White House has identified Jim Acosta as one of these camera whores who wants to, me, 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 get the camera on me. And in Sean Spicer, you could hear him making the allegation, Jim, you're grandstanding for, an, for no reason. The cameras aren't on Jim Acosta. Well, why can't we get him on? Why can't we get him on? I need my close-up. Come on, Sean, get him on. We get the lights on. Come on. I look great today. Come on, Sean. Jim Acosta, the best from the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. <laughs> but look, doesn't he sound like a, 
A three-year-old? John, can you answer whether the president still believes the, the question? There's no camera on, Jim. But maybe yeah. we should turn the cameras on, John. Why don't we turn the cameras on? Why don't we turn the cameras on? I'm sorry that you have to do Jen, Why not turn the cameras on, Sean? They're in the room. The lights are on. <laughs> the, the lights are on. Turn the cameras on. People need to see me. I'm Jim Acosta from CNN. Look at me, please. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Coming up for the next program, another Building America segment. Plus, the Clinton Foundation is under fire for a questionable donor. Okay, those are old news. That was like 30 years ago. No, no, this is a more recent one. There's I another. I know, it was like six years ago. No, no, there's one now. Oh, wow. Yeah, another one. Plus, more on the health care bill. And by moron, I mean the members of Congress. The Morning Blaze, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. Speaking of CNN, uh, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. Uh, CNN had to delete a story. They had to delete and then retract the story. I think they retracted the story first, then they deleted all reference to said story. Uh, what was it about? Well, it was about it was about Trump, of course, and Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And they got it wrong. As CNN, the Washington Post, and the New York Times do quite frequently on this topic. They got it wrong. Uh, I am reading from uh, Philly.com. On Thursday evening, CNN investigative reporter, making air quotes with my fingers, investigative reporter Thomas Frank published a potentially explosive report involving an investigation of a Russian investment fund with potential ties to several associates of President Donald Trump. But by Friday night, the story was removed from CNN's website and all the links were scrubbed from the network's social media accounts. That story did not meet CNN's editorial standards and has been retracted, CNN said in an editor's, no editor's note posted in the place of the story. Links to the story have been disabled. So if you were looking for the story today, you wouldn't be able to find the retraction. But this is just par for the course, isn't it? The only check, the only, shall we say, governor they have over at places like CNN is, hey, does it hurt Trump? Great, let's get it on. Does it bash Trump? Great. Well, is it accurate? Well, who cares about that? As long as it hurts Trump, let's get it on, get it on the air. And then when they get pushback and they realize, oh my gosh, this is going to hurt our efforts to harm Trump, then they retract. It's, it's rather insidious. It's not how journalism is supposed to be practiced. Chuck Grassley over the weekend. Schumer knew that Trump was not under investigation when he publicly claimed otherwise. Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley called out Senate Minority Leader Chucky Schumer for lying 
when the New York Democrat claimed that President Donald Trump was under investigation and Schumer knew otherwise. Grassley stated that in March when the FBI Director James Comey briefed ranking members Dianne Feinstein and him on the Russia probe. This included telling us who was and who was not under investigation. Grassley stated on the floor of the Senate. After that meeting, I publicly called for Mr. Comey to tell the public what he had told us about whether President Trump was under investigation. The public has the right to know. Mr. Comey told me and other congressional leaders that President Trump was not under investigation. He even told the president himself repeatedly, but Mr. Comey didn't listen to my request for transparency. He didn't listen to the president's request. Only months later has the truth finally come out. And apparently, according to Chuck Grassley, not only was he and Feinstein briefed, but so too was Chucky Schumer. And he kept it under his hat. Why? For max political damage. So I think we know who James Comey's working for. Not the United States, the people of the United States, but for the Democrat Party. Mr. Comey works for the Democrat Party. Now, uh, speaking... uh, Speaking of journalistic ethics, if you were watching um, Meet the Press over the weekend, you would have uh, seen Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, a socialist senator from Vermont, come on uh, and had a, a conversation with Chuck Todd. But Chuck Todd didn't think it was necessary to ask Bernie Sanders about the fact that he and his wife are under criminal investigation. <laughs> Uh, from CBS News, I'm not sure if this was uh, if they had actually done any reporting on this or it's just on their website. Uh, senator Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont, the socialist senator, that's my ad, and his wife, Jane Sanders, have been hi- have hired prominent defense attorneys amid an FBI investigation into a loan Jane Sanders obtained to expand Burlington College while she was its president. Now, bank fraud is a crime. So even though CBS doesn't identify this as a criminal investigation, I believe it's under the heading of a criminal investigation. So CBS is reporting on this, but Chuck Todd over at Meet the Press didn't feel compelled to ask Bernie Sanders one question about his his being under criminal investigation. Wonder why that is wonder why that is. I'm just saying. You know, I, I, this reminds me of something. I, I really do miss Tim Russert. Don't you? I do. Uh, you can depend on uh, at least tough questioning being done to uh, individuals regardless of party when Tim, Tim Russert sat on that desk not so much now. Not so much now. All right. Uh, before, uh, By the way, coming up next hour, we're talking to uh, Eric Bowling of Fox News. He's got a new book out. I can hardly wait to, uh, to tell you about it and discuss with him The Swamp. That's the name of the book. And we'll discuss that. And we'll also talk about growing calls for Nancy Pelosi to step down from Democrats. But before all of that, I want to get into this conversation that had taken place on Fox News Sunday. First off, here's Dick Durbin. Now, Dick Durbin is a longtime Democrat, a traditional Democrat. 
a real shyster. Um, now notice he's going to be asked a question by Brit Hume. This is the second time Brit Hume is going to try to get an answer on this question. And rather adeptly and snake-like, Senator Dick Durbin will evade the question and, as a matter of fact, will, will dare to tell Brit Hume that his question wasn't important, that what really he should be focused on is what Dick Durbin wants to focus on, politically speaking. This is one example. Listen, again, this is the second bite of the apple Brit Hume is taking, saying, will you answer my damn question? Senator, nowhere, though, in your comments do I hear an answer to the question of is not Medicaid expanding at an unsustainable rate and does not something have to be done for budgetary reasons, long term and short, to curb the growth of this program and others like it? Brett, let me tell you what is expanding at an unsustainable rate, and that is the notion that people would not have health insurance under this Republican approach. Uh, so you guys notice what he did. The question was about Medicaid and the growing expense for Medicaid. And it says, well, let's just get, let's, let's turn back to this proposed law. Now, Senator Dick Durbin does not want the American people or people who are watching Fox News Sunday to realize that Medicaid is a past law. That Medicaid has been, has been implemented since the middle of last century and that Medicaid is expanding and growing beyond the American taxpayer's ability to pay for it. Dick Durbin doesn't want to focus in on that. He'd rather focus in on a law or a proposed law and then demonize that with no facts whatsoever. But the facts are in on Medicaid and Dick Durbin doesn't want to talk about the facts that are in on Medicaid. Let's face the reality. Even if you don't have Medicaid, even if the Republicans are successful in cutting back on it, people get sick and go to the hospital. And they're not talking about cutting back on Medicaid. They're talking about cutting back on those who are wrongly on Medicaid. And Dick Durbin knows this, that Barack Obama opened up the door to Medicaid to people that Medicaid was never supposed to be for. And what did that do? It increased the cost. But what does Dick Durbin care? It's not his money. What the hell does he care? He'd rather pledge, pledge your money and waste your money on a program that has grown way beyond the scope of what it was founded to do. So taking money out of your pocket is what Dick Durbin is all about. And he'll, whenever you ask him about, hey, what about my money? Oh, really? We don't need to talk about your money. Let's talk about, you know, what the Republicans are going to do to take your money. Possibly, potentially, maybe. You see the verbal jujitsu going on right there? Now, Durbin, and this is a good back and forth between Durbin and Barrasso, uh, Senator and Dr. Barrasso, talking about this ever-growing entitlement state. And it's, it's very key to listen to this back and forth. If they eliminate the Medicaid funding, it'll be a 165% increase in Kentucky in uncompensated care. They're not eliminating funding for Medicaid. They're eliminating the unsustainable expansion that Obama put this country under, Mr. Durbin. There's plenty of money in Medicaid to handle what it was founded to do. And what was it founded to do? To help poor people, pregnant mothers, poor children, not the millions and millions and millions of people that you, Dick Durbin, and Barack Obama piled onto it. People that it was never founded to help. 
But this is the insidious nature of the entitlement state. There's going to be medical care given to these people, the working poor and those who are struggling, and others will have to pay for it. The Got Republicans it. won't face that reality. Yeah, they want you to accept that that you that this is your lot in life to pay for somebody else's health care. That you bust your butt, you sacrifice, trying to put food on the table and keep a roof over your head for your family. And Dick Durbin wants you to know it's also your responsibility to pay for somebody else's health care. That's what he wants you to accept. Sorry, Dickie. We don't accept it. We don't accept it. Where is it written that you are responsible to pay for your neighbor's health care? Hmm? And this, and this is what he wants you all to accept. Accept that we have grown Medicaid beyond its scope. We've grown Medicare beyond its scope. Just, just accept it. Senator Barrasso? Well, Medicaid was set up for poor women, for children, and for people with disability. Obamacare used Medicaid as a dumping ground for able-bodied, working-aged individuals. There are ways to modify Medicaid. Mike Pence, vice president, when he was governor of Indiana, did a wonderful job of that with the local control that we are asking for all across the country. But the growth will continue for Medicaid. We need to do it in a responsible way. But to just uh, talk about these things as being cuts, it's just not the case. And when they put dumped all of these additional people onto Medicaid, it made it that much harder for the poor women, children, and people with disabilities to get the treatment they need because now more and more doctors are saying, actually a third of doctors say, I just can't see any new Medicaid patients. So Obamacare actually made it worse for patients who were originally designed to be helped by Medicaid. Did you guys get that? Because Obama threw so many people on who were able-bodied folks, who were, ne who were never intended to be helped out by Medicaid, the people who were really in need of Medicaid, who the program was set up for, they can't be seen. They can't be helped. Because President Obama and Dick Durbin want to have a dependency, having America dependent on government, dependent on them. For their, for their medical care. It's rather insidious. And it ends up hurting those they claim they want to help. I got more on the other side of the break. Stick with me. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. The media wasn't ready for a conservative Latino. So naturally, we gave him a show. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo show. All right. So I already played for you Dick Durbin on Fox News Sunday, avoiding one question about Medicaid. He does the same dang thing when it comes to Obamacare and the damage it's doing. And secondly, we're going to see premiums go up dramatically, particularly those. But they're going up dramatically now, aren't they, Senator? Aren't they going up dramatically they now? They're going up, but, but they're going up now. But I can tell you, it is a finite group of individual insurance marketplace people—five to six percent of the overall market. That's what we need to sit down and fix. Uh huh. That's an out-and-out -out lie. That's an out-and-out -out lie. Dick Durbin wants America to think that only five to six percent of America 
are seeing premium increases, and that's absolutely patently absurd. It's not just five to six percent of the individuals on the uh, of folks on the individual market. The entire health insurance industry is skyrocketing, skyrocketing because of Obamacare. Democrats and Republicans should work together to make the Affordable Care Act work for them. Senator not Brad. devastate Medicaid, Senator, not raise premiums. Senator Durbin, let me just cite a couple of examples and let you respond to them. In the state of Maryland, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield up 52 percent 2018. You can see New York, 49 percent uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Cigna in Virginia, 45 percent. Anthem in Connecticut, 34 percent. Delaware, Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield up 34 percent. Those are pretty sharp increases and they and those are just a sample um, Senator it seems to me that uh, to complain that uh, that premiums may go up under this plan it, it seems to me it, they're going up pretty seriously under the present situation are they not the congressional but Brit the congressional budget office when they analyze the house approach which is <laughs> the house approach he's going back to the house bill so we're talking about Obamacare, a law that was shoved down our throats by Democrats. Dick Durbin wants to talk about the House approach. Wait a minute. No, Britt Hume just gave you a list, and there was a nice little graphic that accompanied it, of just this year, massive increases of insurance companies. And Dick Durbin doesn't want to talk about that. He just says, well, if the Republicans do it, it's going to be even worse. Well, I'll tell you what, Dickie. We had we had it your way for the last uh, for the last seven years with Obamacare, and you showed us how how much you could screw up health insurance and how much you could screw us over. Why don't you let the Republicans have their turn and see what what he's really afraid of, folks? Is the Republican version might actually work? The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 